Welcome to the Sippy Girls podcast. Sippy Girls is about the adventures of outdoor sorority sisters. Encouraging women in Mississippi to push their limits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have a fellow Sippy girl here, um, Ashley Deadeye Jones from History Channel Swamp People. And this is... I'm Emma Powell from Sippy Girls and Avery Farms. All right. And so I basically wanted to have a phone call with you. But instead of having a phone call, I figured we might as well just talk about it on the pod. Right. All right. So we have Alligator Mississippi opening up. Friday at noon. Friday at noon. I'm so excited. And for those of y'all that don't know, Mississippi is so hard to get tags for. And Emma got a pair, a set of reservoir tags. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about it. Have y'all got any gators picked out? This season, just because, um, you know, we're all in different directions and, and Robert's been and hay constantly and I've been at the baseball stadium so we haven't done as much scouting as we like to but um, between you know the guys I mean they know the land around there pretty much because they've been going since forever when they started doing the tags and um, so they know where the big ones are so well, it's I have funny my total because, faith, in, faith in them um, it's like it's a sense of security you know yeah. because when you have somebody else that's going to be taking you gator hunting yeah it's nice when you know they've got yeah. all the stuff. They yeah. know what they're doing. Well, they've been picking on me a lot this uh, this time, too, because um, we've got to do this. we got to do this. we got to do this. And, Emma, you need to do this because you got the tags. And, Emma, you need to do this because you got the tags. I'm like, well, I got it, but I need y'all to help me, too, on it, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's been fun, though. It's crazy because I don't get stressed out about louisiana gator hunting the way i do mississippi because mm-hmm. it's so much to it's so much gear that you have to have and making sure that your lines and your poles and everything are so secure do we have enough line is this going to be the right kind of line that's not going to break um you know i remember the guys last year there was a a, a a packet that they opened and they threw it out one time. And I think whenever they threw it out and it broke immediately, they unreeled it and put another one back on. Cause they were like, Nope, we're not doing that again. So it's just the, the preparing of it um, because it's, you know, just constantly the 24 seven. And, you know, whenever you went with us, I mean, we sleep on the boat. So it's, um, it, it, it even goes down to, how many hours especially the tag holder sleeping on the boat yeah we need them yeah Yeah. yeah. um even you know preparing for food so thank goodness we have you know sue and them to help us out with that with the boiled peanuts and it's just a lot of preparing that goes into it and i know it is the same way in louisiana too but i guess just with the rods and the reels and, and the different equipment that you have to have compared to mississippi and louisiana it's totally different for mississippi hunting it's like you need a full-time team of yeah. people that are there to make sure all your lights are charged mm-hmm. the batteries are a real problem and just being able to have something to eat nobody mm-hmm. thinks about eating while yeah. you're out there gator hunting and it's you so gotta, important. and we got to be so thankful for you know your mom and my mom and, you know, close friends of ours, like I said, Sue and Tisha. my mother-in-law and Tisha. <laughs> Tisha and, came over oh, and Brooke especially too. everything all cut up and yeah. ready. And she's like, look, when y'all come in from hunting, 
Yeah. Here's your snack. Yeah. So, so all those friends of ours that, you know, we love so dearly and stuff like that, we don't, I honestly don't think we give them enough credit because when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm just as competitive as you are. So when my husband says, hey, did you pack a so-and-so sandwich? I'm like... No, <laughs> you know, y'all, so, y'all have to eat. Oh my so thank goodness. goodness we have, you know, those people that, that'll help us out. And hey, y'all need anything? Oh, how long you're going to be out? Y'all seen one yet? So it's just the motivation of those two. Well, it's like when you're the female, it's expected of us yes, to have all to, of the. <laughs> to nurture them. Yeah. No, you can go make a sandwich. I'll hold a bowl. Yeah. You're feeling weak. You better eat. Yeah. And you didn't plan that. <laughs> Maybe that has something to do with me and you being redheads too, because we're just like. No, <laughs> I just know that for me, I don't have to have anything but the gear for gator hunting to be out there. You know, it's just something about being outside. It's an adrenaline. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is Mississippi and what you see on the show in Louisiana is so completely different and mm-hmm. how hard you have to hunt. And in Mississippi, you have to get it snagged with a rod and reel. There's no baiting. There's no big fishing hooks. There's it's way more. um it's just it takes talent yeah. to catch a gator and to not only catch a gator and get it hooked, to get it to the boat and in the boat. Yeah. Well, th- th- I wanted to always ask that question too, because I've, you know, I've never hunted in Louisiana and I want to at some point. I want to so bad, but how long when you have one baited, how long is the process of, okay, got it, pull it into the boat before you shoot it and it's actually in the boat? Compared, well, and I guess I'm asking that is because compared to however many times we got to throw it out before we even snag it underneath the water. So how long does it take in Louisiana by the time you? Well, it's just like literally night and day difference. Mm-hmm. So in Louisiana, when we go out and bait, that bait typically is going to sit all day until especially if the gators in the area have already fed, but they typically like to eat in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And so in Louisiana, since you can bait them, And what we're talking about here is in Louisiana, you have a line with a hook that is as big as my hand and it has a big piece of chicken on it. And the alligator comes and eats that piece of chicken and then it's hooked in the stomach. And so when I go up, I mean, that gator, the fight is still the same. Mm -hmm. It just depends on how mad that gator can be or get. Or how long they've been wore out too. Yeah. You know, because they might have been trying to Well, some of them will go up and bite and they'll be hooked, but they'll sit there and, I mean, they'll fight themselves off the line. So then they're wore out by that time. But then some of them just go to the bottom and sink Mm -hmm. and just sit there and wait because Mm -hmm. they don't want to fight the hook in their stomach and lose any energy fighting a hook, you know, so they... Most of them have been sitting there all night and they're ready to attack whatever has them called. And the reason I asked Ashley that question is because just to let our followers know that's listening to us right now, the way it is in Mississippi, you know, if you're lucky enough to snag them and thank goodness, you know, Robert and David's with us because they're, you know, David's, you know, David, he's a professional with that, you know, so and when you, when you do snag them, those gators are full of that energy right now. So, you know, it, it can take up to hours. I mean, sometimes all day, especially if it's a big one and stuff before they wear themselves out to come up to the surface and then you fighting them to get in the surface. So it could be hours and hours and hours by the time that you get it hooked, you can get it in the boat. And, um, 
so that, that I wanted to just see what the difference was between that, you know. But yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I guarantee they've been fighting in Louisiana and wearing themselves out, so it probably is a little bit quicker process. But my gosh, I mean. But a lot of them still, if they are, it just depends on what kind of mood that gator's in too, because there's a lot of them that. I mean, they're barely hanging on by a string. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally the last little piece of thread that just had wrapped all the way around, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just so different. I want to go in Louisiana so bad. Can I cannot wait till we get, I get that opportunity to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the 25th. I'm, um, it's almost like, um, a vacation, but almost like a work vacation, you know, but, and you know, me, the way that I think about this kind of stuff and maybe, you know, the alligator population has gotten so bad around here. I mean, we see them basically stopped at traffic lights, waiting for the lights to turn green so they can go across, you know, (laughs) it's gotten so so bad. So, you know, the purpose of alligator season, yes, it is a sport, but I look at it just the same way I do bow fishing and that kind of stuff. I think we're, we're doing like a conservation type thing or we're helping out the environment and stuff like that because it is getting so overrun just like the deer. So that's, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to get the tag too and have that opportunity because I, I do think in that type of way too, we're, we're doing a service towards, you know not being so overrun with them and and that kind of stuff well it's hard to in mississippi to realize how hard it is to actually tag a gator and Mm -hmm. get it into the boat and so once people realize how hard it is you know and it's getting to the end of gator season in mississippi we only have a 10-day gator season Mm -hmm. with two tags with two tags yeah and even then it's really hard to feel Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're doing yeah it definitely can be and I, i like the you know the last few years that i've went with someone that's had tags and stuff like that, that this is obviously my first time having tags, but I'm glad that I got to experience it over the last few years going with the guys and, and whoever had was tag holders because they would reach out to them and say, look, we don't have any equipment, but we want to go and, and experience. So just getting to experience, you know, new timers and stuff like that. I it love just, taking people for too. the it's, first time. It's so fun. And for especially that, if it's a kid too. For, sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, I, I, I am, not very educated on alligator hunting. So you talk about tags and, and stuff a lot. So will you tell the people a little bit exactly how you get a tag? What does that look like? Is it like a lottery or how does that work to, to get a tag in Mississippi? Yeah, so it's an application process mm-hmm. and it's a, basically a lottery draw and has been a lottery draw. There's not a port, point system. So it doesn't matter whether or not you fill your tags, which I really wish it did. I wish that there was a point system. And I know that wildlife is doing all that they can. And I'm just thankful that they even have a program that's so well ran Mm -hmm. here in Mississippi with the, you know, with everybody in mind, you know, to be able to keep the sport going, but Mm -hmm. also keep conservation in mind. And they, it's really weird, um, Danny, that how the process works here. The one year that I did get a tag was a lottery draw or not a lottery draw. It was first come first serve. And so, and now it's a lottery draw. So. And so you put in for the tag process, you put in an application to get a permit and you find out what, two months later? About two months later. And you have 20, if you are drawn, you get, you have a 24 hour Is it period. 24 hours now? I think it's 24. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's 24, maybe 48. It's, it's not long at all. Yeah. And um, you have to go in and actually buy the tags that you, that you were drawn for. And, um, the individuals that um, are drawn but actually don't purchase the tags, then they go in for a second uh, drawing. I got, I was, I 
got lucky enough to go in on the first drawing. So you better believe whenever Robert had saw that I, uh, yeah, <laughs> that like, my name cropped, I said, you should go to Web Bay right now. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Um, so that's how it works. But the actual tags, so they only feel, um, how many tags is it? Or people? 200, isn't it? I could be wrong no, on that. it's much more. It's is it? like, I want to say like around 600. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the whole number of it. But, but what you do is it's a $2 fee for the application process. Mm -hmm. And then once you get drawn for the tag, then the tag is $200. 200 that's where I'm getting the 200 And from. so whoever doesn't purchase their tag within the 24 to 48 hour window, whatever it is now, then they open mm -hmm. up a second drawing to be able to fill more tags or give other, other people the opportunity to get the tags if someone isn't able to purchase the permit. Mm -hmm. on the first draw. So, and what the tags look like, um, the way I can describe it is, um, you know, the plastic armbands, like the plastic one that you get that you can like print information on that you'd wear around your wrist. That's kind of what it looks like. So whenever we actually get the, the gators in the boat, um, we get a knife and we split the end of the tail and um, wrap it through there to where it's actually tagged. So it's, it's not like a cow tag that I have on my on my red shirt angle or my red shirt hair at home but it's um yeah that's what it looks like to me it's kind of like a little yeah, armband a, like a paper plastic yeah band but it's waterproof and all that kind of stuff too so yeah but that's what kind of what it looks like and then once you catch a gator measuring so you the can girth do, yeah the tail so one of your tags is for an under six foot right under seven under seven and then obviously over seven so um We've had a Have you ever been in a situation where, so in Mississippi, we only get one gator that we can tag over seven foot. So if we catch a gator and it's over seven foot and we've already filled our runt tag, that's a gator that we still have to get the hooks out of. Mm -hmm. We still have to catch this gator live and mm -hmm. be able to release it safely back into the water without getting bit or yeah. there being. And it surprises me how many people don't know around here that you know everybody's the only thing that they have to compare it unless you actually follow the alligator hunting in mississippi everybody automatically thinks that it's just like y'all on swamp people where you you know before you even get them into the boat um or you pull them up and then you shoot them and it's over with but here in mississippi like you're saying you know to determine the length of it you're got them hooked somebody's got tail on this side end of the boat somebody's got the middle of it holding it somebody's got the head holding it with a you know somebody comes right behind us with a tape measure and see how long it is and then you make the decision okay what do you want to do so yeah have y'all ever been cutting it close yes there's been a few times cutting it close were you with your brother I'm yeah pretty, your brother was, 6 was. 11. yeah 611 on the money i mean i was like okay let's do it okay that's good and then it was like wow that's really close mm -hmm. you better be stretching that thing out mm -hmm. making double sure because once that one's in the boat that's it that's it yeah and it's it gets those decisions that um and people don't do realize how it? do we not keep it are we gonna see it again we don't know, <laughs> you know? well once you get it in the boat it's like you feel like maybe you could get a bigger one, but sometimes they give you enough run for your money that you're like, okay, this one's mm -hmm. good enough, you know. But people don't realize in Mississippi that if it isn't one that is going to be tagged, we have to release it back into the water and you have to have their mouths taped. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just, they can switch their head around and all so mm -hmm. fast. I mean, it's really, it makes me nervous thinking about it. I yeah. think like a fine line between the adrenaline and stupidity <laughs> just like getting myself worked up about all this now i'm not i got butterflies i'm still excited i can't wait 
I think it's that you expect to have such a good time. Mm. You know, it's like the buildup. Well, like I was telling you yesterday on the phone, too, I, I love how it's uh, with all of us because we all have so much in common. Like, you know, when we all go, it's it's a family thing to us, which none of us is related, but it's a family experience, too. And like I said, it's the ones of us that actually go on the boat and we're, you know, spending this this time together something that we all love and then it we always know that we're going to come home at night and you know have a warm meal have the meals have and ready for us and stuff like that so that picks you up I mean you can imagine if you didn't have those people that you know support us and support the stupidity like you said like then it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable as it is you'd get, probably get wore out really quick the thing I love about the group of people is just that the alligator hunting community is so tight. Mm-hmm. Everybody just looks out for each other. If we're out on the water and somebody needs help, we're getting over there mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. And being able to tie a hook, like being able to tie a good knot, is a huge asset mm-hmm. during gator season. So if anybody's like looking to go gator hunting with somebody and you're needing and you don't have a tag and you need to make yourself useful, mm-hmm. learn how to tie knots. Yeah. You know, like yeah. because they get broken so fast. And you got to learn how to do it quick and in a hurry to get another hook in them or something like that yeah yeah and it's like for me i practice with uh rod and reel but i have just a weighted like a weighted line on it it doesn't have a hook to get caught but i'll try to go and cast it and hit like the same rock in the middle of the road or a leaf or something in the grass just something where i can try to you know work on my accuracy with throwing that rod and reel yeah so in mississippi we have a rod and reel and we have to lob it over that gator and get it just at the right spot to where you can hook enough of that underbelly to, like, get a grip on him. Mm-hmm. And if he goes down, unless you can see the bubbles and hopefully get a better look at him. I'll tell you what helped us last year or year before when we took William. David has that sonar Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. on his boat. Yeah. And that thing is incredible. Yeah, David see the good whole gator out, hunter. Yeah, you can alone. see the whole outline of it on the bottom. So yeah, that was it is so cool. We but got for him to have that. that sonar mm-hmm. is like dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can see the scoots on that gator's back. Mm-hmm. That is like borderline cheating. <laughs> you know, like David, you're already really good at casting. You yeah. know, but it was really cool because that gator was sitting there and it just was hunkering the bottom and just he didn't care that we were there. It just goes to show you what those gators are doing. Mm-hmm. So when they're not going and swimming the surface, they're just hanging out. They're not worried about you. And they really just want you to get on past them. But it's probably good that you haven't done a bunch of scouting because those gators are going to be skittish enough on the reservoir. Yeah. We just haven't had time to go scouting. That's, that's the deal. But And part of me, it kind of takes the fun out of it. I don't know. I shouldn't say that because it's always fun. But you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I've always been the one that... Um, well, we went out there <laughs> and went jugging one night. And it was the Friday night. It was the Saturday night of the huge meteor showers. Mm-hmm. And it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and we were out there with those reflective jugs. And Brad and Tisha had taken us. Well, we went out on my boat, but Brad and Tisha went out there with us. And we're like, this is like that. This is just what it's what it is. Just we're out here yeah. on the boat, just living it up, just having fun. And Brad is hilarious. He is so funny. I think, yes, all of them are. 
that there, especially at nighttime, whenever we all start getting delirious and ready to take it out, I love how David and Brad and them, or even Robert or all of them, they'll start, you know, going back and forth telling old stories. And I get to laughing so hard. That well, we like, had had like, <laughs> me and Brad are sitting there working. We're dealing with these nasty garlic bait. You know what I mean? Not nasty, but you know what I mean? Like we're working, we're, we're baiting the hooks and yeah. throwing the jugs out. And Chad's looking straight up at that meteor shower, and he must have seen the biggest one he'd ever seen in his life. He went to describing that meteor shower, and, I mean, we went probably about 20 solid seconds of hearing about this amazing meteor shower, and then it went into 20 seconds of solid silence. And then Brad turned back and looked at Chad and was like, well, you just had like a cosmic galactic <laughs> experience. We're over here working, trying to get these jugs lined. And here you are. Just See, but Chad's funny in his own way, too, because him like last year falling before we even day one. Do you know he had both phones in his yes, pocket? <laughs> so her husband, Chad, falls like day one of gator season when y'all went with us. He's like going to try to push us all. Oh, my God. The and he fell in the <laughs> And the water. Did he do a full flip? I don't know, but it was funny because he had just fussed at you about the the phone. That's why he had my phone in his pocket because he thinks that my phone's safer with him. (laughs) Yeah. So when he fell in the water and he jumped up out of that water like a dolphin (laughs) into the boat. Oh my god, it was so funny. But then you say, you know, but then it would be (laughs) calm. Like if we're. I remember there was at one point last year, you and I had both reels and we was reeling in one of them or something like that. And Chad come behind them and he's like, what y'all need? What y'all need? What y'all need? But then he would go off and look at something else like random. He's he a is, pacer. He's, and so but I love it because I get to laughing him? at him so much because he's just, he's hilarious. When he gets excited, he needs to like walk it off. I do. And there's nowhere to go on the boat. I'm like, buddy, you got to sit down. down. <laughs> sit down. Make me nervous. So funny. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny when I was sitting in the parking lot waiting on you, I was actually going through because I wanted to make a TikTok of our season last year. So I was looking at all the pictures. You remember the day one, too, whenever we said first day of gator season, like because we were making comments that it was all the kids going back to school and with their signs that said first day of gator season. So I'm, I like that picture of all of us with, you know, it was your brother was there with us. Yeah. On that one too. Camden was, too. Right. Well, then I scrolled through and the sun was coming up at some point. And um, no, no, no. It was right, like 11.59 p.m. And we took another picture and it was said still first day of gator season in that picture. So that that was a full like almost 48 hours we was on the boat that time, that day. Yeah, that was wild. It's a wonder like marriages survive gator season with like you two being so crazy. Yeah. It's a wonder men stay married to women that enjoy the outdoors unless they are being really supportive. Yeah, but I think it has a lot to do with because, I mean, you know this, I wasn't necessarily into hunting and that kind of stuff growing up. So I guess if I would have never branched out and went hunting and got to exp- – I mean, I grew up in 4-H and I didn't shoot any sports, but a neighbor actually sat in the outdoors and did it before until I met Robert and, you know, he – and even you, I mean, you and I've done so much different things together. And so that's a lot of like first time experiences with me and I fell in love with it. So I think if women don't, they get it in their mindset, you know, with their husband's boyfriends or, or whatnot, that they don't experience. And they probably are sitting at home thinking, oh, God, this is ridiculous. Like, why in the world are they out for 48 hours and this kind of stuff, you know? But I think if they do branch out and do... um 
love it as much as like I love it. You know, that's a bonding thing that Robert and I can do together, you know. Um, and then when you include other people in it and you become, you know, this quote unquote family together, it, it just makes all the difference. So that's one of the reasons, especially with Sippy Girls, is I want to encourage women to go out and experience this type of thing because it can build relationships and you can um, have your own voice and, you know, my deal is bow fishing. I love that. Robert would rather be in a deer stand, something like that. So, you know, it, it's... we You all... like bow fishing because it's more of a social sport, too. Oh, yeah. And you turn up the radio. Your mouth. Oh, oh, I gotta oh, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you yes, gotta I love it. Talk. But the bad thing is, is I've not been once this year. Not once. Let me ask you this. Speaking of not doing this once, have you ever done a cold water plunge? Mm-mm. So where okay. you like ice cold water? Yeah, ice cold water. Like uh-uh. 42 degrees, Danny. 42 degrees, optimal. And it is life-changing. So what does it do? Shock your body? Pretty much. Make you lose weight? Pretty much. Oh, I could do that. Okay, so listen, you get in there and I drop down and it's piercing hurting. You know, it's like... It, it just like, it puts you in complete shock, but the thought process that I have to have to sit there through it and then the feeling of getting out and after I get done I love it um I've done it for three well I did it the first time with Ivana for seven minutes and then I did it for three minutes and then three minutes just like almost three minutes I didn't make three minutes and I'm disappointed okay so I don't know all the scientific stuff behind it but I know for me it's like it's like going to the gym and whipping my own butt for an hour and a half. It's that feeling of when you get done. Like, I didn't want to go and do that, but I did it. your muscles and everything tense up so much. So it's like a workout. It is like a workout, but you don't have to, like, do the do the workout. It's like it's just in your mind. Like, it's like it's just a mind thing. I would do it. I totally It's like it's that. so hard. Like, you just, oh, you're just, ah, it's miserable. Like, you hate doing that. Like, you hate running or working out, you yeah, know. But I can't say it. But. It's the feeling of when I get done. And also, I've noticed that it, I'm getting up earlier. I'm happier about it when I'm getting up. I'm overall. If Robert hears this, he's going to make me do it every day. Like, my baseline worst, is I am so the much worst calmer. person in the world about getting up. <laughs> I haven't done it since we left church Sunday and I've thought about it. This is the second podcast I've done today. And then this is like the only thing on my mind right now. So I know it's time to go do it again. You would love it. I would try it. I'm good about like, I remember we went to Biloxi and we were at the swimming pool with my mom, my aunt, my granny. And um, the water was so cold there at the little swimming pool. But sitting outside, you was sweating. You know, the entire time being typical Mississippi, but still the water was so cold. And I actually got in the water and I acclimate really good to it. So I think I would like that kind of stuff. My oldest came in, just got in it and just like dropped down to his neck and just like started breathing and never thought he would have had a problem with it at all. Just thought that was where he was born to be. He's like a polar bear. And I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Today? Today? Okay. Maybe we don't have to do it today, but I want to do it soon. We can do it today. I don't care. <laughs> it's like after I get done, it feels like you just feel good. You'll like it. Okay, I'll do it. It's crazy. <laughs> I know you'll be on board. <laughs> you know me. I'll do anything. I am not going to catch frogs. No. That blows my mind. No, catch I'm not. Frogs. I'm not doing it. I went and turned off the water this morning before. Um. 
I left and went to the stadium, the steers water, and in the whatever you call it, where the spigots are, it's like a hole in the ground, and there was a frog in there, and I was like, hard decision. Do I let the water overflow and flood the whole property, or do I get attacked by this frog? Thank goodness it jumped away. I'm bad. You don't like roaches. I can deal with roaches. I don't... I'm not... I won't not... Okay, that's fair, because I will not reach out and grab for a roach. That you is gag. My, oh, I can't even think about it long enough. Like she right gags. Now, yeah. Like, bad gags. It's weird. Like, first time you did it, I remember, I think I was sitting next to Tisha and Brooke, too, probably, and you started, look. <laughs> I'm having a really focus. And she, and this, I mean, little one, we were outside. In the little ones are the very worst. Yeah. I will take a roach the size of a limo. She gets up, and she literally starts gagging, and, and all of us at the point, we're her good friends, and we're, you know, like laughing at her and then i think brooke or somebody was like no y'all like she's for real like this is bad but i'm those little green frogs the little tree frogs oh, that everybody thinks cutest. yeah they so cute no they in your house on your windows and they're looking at you like this they freak me out i don't like them and then my mom she thinks it's hilarious to put pine frogs at the stadium and she puts them in a little cup and brings them to my office like she's got a present for me see that's what I'm terrified out. of I don't like even like anybody like y'all wouldn't have known that about me had you not said it I don't even like people to know that because I know that they'll be bringing me like cups of yeah. something, you know what I mean and I will be forced to violence <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only going to hear I'm cool, calm, and collected so many times. But you add a roach to the equation, I'm Isn't out. is weird, though? And I'm like, that was frogs, but I'll pick up a snake, wrestle a navigator. It's something about them being little and being able to just infest your whole world. I don't and like, they're nasty. I don't like ladybugs They carry diseases. Either. And they stink, even. Yeah, I don't like ladybugs, either. We're getting so off topic. We are. Yeah, we got to stay focused here because we'll be thinking about all the things in life that'll keep us from killing gators. Um, all right. So we're going to have another podcast when you come back. We want to hear about the season and how it went. Yay. The gators bring plenty of pictures. I will. And we'll keep everybody updated on the Sippy Girls page. And tell us about the hunt. Is there Has there been any movement on that? Do you all have a date? Uh, we've been talking to Lindsay and Cody. Um, just to let y'all know, they're from Missouri. You can um, see them on my Facebook page or get to meet them. I'll do some introductions with her and stuff like that on my Facebook page. Um, so Emma donated one of her tags to Sippy Girls. And we put up a thing and our winner is who she's talking about mm -hmm. with the draw. So right now we're trying to fi finalize everything because they have not started school in, Miss in uh, Missouri yet. So we're trying to get them a uh, finalized date, but it will be um, within the, the first weekend. So uh, yeah, y'all just keep up on the Sispy Girls page and on my personal Facebook page. And um, like I said, we'll do some introductions with Lindsay. Um, I know that she's a writer for Crappie Magazine. So I kind of think that's really cool. So I'm excited to see her and, and learn about that industry a little bit as well too. Cause um, I, 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 you know, like I said, I'm always wanting to go do something all the time now. So, well, there's some really good crappie fishing on the reservoir too. So I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely have her on soon. Yeah. All right. Well, sure. y'all have a good. fun, safe hunt. I know. I can't wait. We'll hear about it soon.